0: Welcome. Uh, It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBE. And hey, I I hope that you had as much fun listening to uh, today's program as we did bringing you today's program. Uh, I always love getting my first wife. (laughs) uh, Usually I said ex wife, but now I got to change that to first wife. I I love getting uh, Cassandra Joan Butler in studio. Uh, because it, it, she's got a broadcasting background. so it's it's very low maintenance on my part. So she knows what she's doing and she uh, also <laughs> she uh, she knows how to hit brakes properly and uh, it's, it's it's great. It's like uh, it's like when Lauren Fix does a radio show, like cars are Lauren's thing, right? But you don't have to tell her about breaks and hitting breaks and doing everything on time. And it's the same way with uh, Cassandra Joan Butler. And what I really uh, enjoy about her is that she really does have the Ivy League Bachelor of Social Work degree. She really has the Masters from Syracuse. And I kid you not, uh, why and how could I possibly make up something – as uh, obtuse as her boyfriend in high school and college, and I'm not going to give his name, um, was the head for many years of DARPA. And those of you who had careers um, in intel, in alphabet soup land, the military – Uh, DARPA is uh, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. In other words, they're like the – they're the supermarket and the inventor of a lot of the spy gear that is out there. You know, things that I might know a little bit about, like stealth personnel equipment and – cover and concealment and infiltration, non-linear optics. <laughs> I know a lot about that stuff. But anyway, it's just it's a trip that uh, that guy who was in charge of DARPA was for many years my ex-wife's boyfriend. I kid you not. Um uh, We often do wonder about certain things. I must be very frank with you in telling you that. But uh, she also does have, I I know this for a fact because I've talked to these people, she does have a lot of people who are clients who are uh, involved uh, in the uh, intelligence community. And when I say intelligence, I don't mean, wow, you're smart. You must be a member of Mensa. Uh, I mean people who are uh, spooks. As in spies, as in alphabet soup, it's uh, it, it's really it's really or or they're retired from it. It's uh, it's it's kind of trippy. Not gonna lie, it's kind of trippy, especially in light of certain things that happened about ten years ago that make me wonder about a lot of things. Believe you me, uh, Tanner Saunders is at uh, Master Control on WBen doing a great job as always. Tanner, how do you do it? How do you find? How do you find the energy? How do you find the strength? How do you forbear? How, how do you? How do you keep it up, sir? I, I mean, the fine job you do uh, on the radio.
1: Well, I mean, I work with one of the best in the nation in terms of what you do, so I have to match that intensity every day. You bring your A-game every day, so it's only right that I do that as well.
0: Oh, that sounded so canned. That sounded so rehearsed. That sounded so disingenuous, because I know that you were talking about Brayton Wilson. (laughs) You tried to make it sound like it was me, but you were talking about Brayton. I I saw that from a mile away. Well, you're you're doing a uh, tremendous uh, job, just just so you know know sure. um, well you, you you always do you you absolutely uh, are tremendous at uh, what you do uh, and we have so many things that uh, we can get to here on WBEN. I just want to uh, let you know that we will um, we will get <clears throat> pardon me we will get Cassandra back on uh, this is December she'll be on in january February sometime uh, along those lines and we will uh, uh, take some more phone calls and do everything like that for you on news radio nine thirty w b e n um, Jesus there's there's so many things so many things that uh, I want to get into on the program um, and I I there are so many great topics. There are so many great topics. I'm not sure which one I want to do because I've got a list here in front of me that is, uh, that is something that I, I, I could throw a dart at the wall and, and, and hopefully have a great show well i say that let's just hope it's actually true so let me try something here the final part of uh, this edition of the program on uh, news radio 930 wben and uh here we go Cu- couple of things couple of things um oh there's so there's the, the dating topic you know one of the things we were going to do yesterday i, I don't know what happened yesterday we we ran out of time but how did you pop the question to the person you ended up marrying? How did you pop the question? We might also ask, after how long did you pop the question to the person that you ended up spending the rest of your life with? Um, I think, personally, it would be— and. Yeah, maybe we'll go down this road a little bit, see what happens. Do you guys mind if we, uh, if we do that? All right, let, let, let's do that. Because as you know, there's a famous Buffalo Bill who is uh, going to get married. And um, here's, here's the thing. The way I look at it, and I, I could be wrong. There, there's always a chance. I know it, do, it doesn't happen a lot. <clears throat> but I, I could be wrong about this. But the way I look at it, and maybe you do as well, to me, asking somebody if they will marry you is something that is best done, I think, between two people, or in the case of (laughs) multiplicities of marriages, three people, four, whatever, but... It's something to me that you need to do or should do privately, and let me give you my reasons. It sounds like Godfather talking to Saluzzo. Let me give you my reasons. Thinking years to come, this drug business is going to destroy us. No, sorry. Um, sorry, I've been on a Godfather trek lately, so don't uh, don't concern yourself with it. Um, I always thought. And I'd like your thoughts on this. Boy, if if you've ever been on the receiving end of a public marriage proposal, that has got to be one of the most difficult places you will ever find yourself. Because it is an intensely personal moment. You have to decide... Is this the person with whom I am going to choose to spend the rest of my life? Or is this person just uh, taking up time? I want to uh, follow up. I, I, I want to follow up on that coming up after the traffic on News Radio 930 WBEN uh because uh, Cassandra and I started talking a little bit about this when we uh, did our little thing about divorce and forgiveness and everything like that but I think there's I think there's a good show potential in this okay so don't go don't go anywhere when you proposed was it private or was it public was it over the top public and I must admit that if I if I were a woman, I would not want a dude, you know, or another woman, and it's twenty twenty-three, what do I care? I I would not want anybody else in on what was about to go down, so to speak. 803-0930 is the phone number, star nine thirty on the cell phone. And 1-800-616-WBEN. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Okay, so how did you pop the question to the person you ended up marrying? And when it comes to popping the question, is there anybody who agrees with me that it's almost rude to ask somebody to marry you in a big public situation because I, I I, must tell you I'm putting myself in the position of being a woman and given the fact that it's 2023 you never know what I'll come in on Monday you don't know um and the best thing is, if I do show up as a woman, my career is guaranteed for the rest of it, for the duration, baby. <laughs> I'm untouchable, but, but in, all, in all seriousness. Um, I Is there anybody who gets a little bit turned off by, okay, it's halftime, and we've got a special announcement on the field. Jennifer, would you marry me? To me... And I could be wrong, because maybe once or twice in my life it's happened. But to me, it puts Jennifer in a very unfortunate position. Would you want to be Jennifer? And you've got thousands of people watching on television, thousands of people listening on the radio or around the world. And it's almost as though you have to say yes, even if you don't want to marry that person, okay? Your marriage proposal, how did it work out? How did it go? Was it a private affair or was it just a little bit maybe too public for your tastes? Let me give you the phone number again. 803-0930-STAR-930-1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to um, Kelly in Chicktawaga on WBEN. And Oh, by the way, uh, Mrs. Bowerly is doing much better today. Thank you for your concern. Um, And Kelly, Chictawaga, WBEN, hello.
2: Hello, Tom. Um, My husband proposed to me in our living room, and my son, who is now his stepson, um, he came, my husband came home from work. My son and I were over here at his place, and he walked in, he looked at me, and he goes, where's Hunter? And I said, he's on the couch sleeping. He woke him up, he looked at him, and he said, what would you say if I asked you to be the best man in minding your mom's wedding? Half asleep, my hunter, my son Hunter goes, Um, okay and he looked at both of us. He said, "Let's go. We're going to pick up your ring." And then he got on down on one knee and Jared's and proposed to me.
0: Really? Yep. Um so many questions that I have to ask you. Um Okay. Can can you but but uh, but I'm I'm out of time because I'm a prisoner of the clock. So, uh would you be so kind as to uh, hold on, please? Sure. All right, stand by cuz I want the exciting conclusion of this story. I personally do not believe in a public marriage proposal because I think it puts the person to whom is being proposed—oh, I'm murdering this uh, grammar—I think the person who's being asked is at a disadvantage because if you don't want to marry the person and this person has stopped a baseball game or a football game and— You've got to say not my bag, not you. That would be something that would leave that would leave a stain. That would leave a mark. I, I happen to think. 803-0930, the phone number, star nine thirty on the cell phone, one-eight hundred-six one six-w B E N Bowerly with you on the radio. It is uh, my goodness, it's chilly outside we've got some snow coming down but uh, earlier today boy it was it was rather uh, was rather tenuous in some spots of uh, western new york all right Bowerly, news radio 930 wben
2: sit down on this bank of sale and watch the river
0: flow oh tanner listens to what i say all right tanner saunders are you falling in love with uh, Dylan's greatest hits volume two yet? No. Too, I have not.
2: No, you known. Know. Yeah,
0: too much to ask I thought. So, so uh, anyway, welcome to the show. So, a uh, little bit uh, embarrassing here. Tanner had to uh, literally come into the room and uh, wake me up during the break. I literally I, I well, look, my wife has been sick. I've been doing a lot of running around and I've been, you know, getting up uh, earlier and doing a lot of things, making sure everything is copacetic and uh, I closed my eyes and next thing I know, I've got Tanner saying, "Tom, Tom, wake up." I fell asleep. That's never happened before in 40 years, Tanner. And I don't drink coffee because energy drinks are the work of the devil. Do you know that? I I, I know Joe Beamer is going to hate me for this, but energy drinks, the work of Satan. If you take blood pressure pills, why would you then defeat the whole purpose by taking... And energy drinks. It seems to be across cross purposes. So uh, anyway, guys, welcome to the show. We're talking about um, engaged to be married. And I, I don't like it when people make a public spectacle out of it because I think the person who is being proposed to, it puts them in a really bad uh, situation. And I'm familiar uh, tertiarily. Uh, with apparently syphilis. Now I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> familiar to some degree with some poor woman who was told, "Hey, we're having a summertime party, and the whole family is coming over," and she had no idea that the dude she was seeing was going to and propose to her, and she was obligated. She felt obligated to say, "Yes, I will marry you." I that's like under duress with a gun to your head? Because what if you say no? You have just destroyed a whole bunch of people's weekends and you've emasculated the man who wanted to marry you. Who should be emasculated because you don't do that to somebody. All right, uh, let's get back to Kelly in uh, Chituaga. Kelly, you're on WBEN. Um, Do you think less of me having just admitted what I did during the break?
2: No, no, I don't.
0: <laughs> I mean, I literally, uh, I've been both a father and a mother to you, and uh, I just uh, closed my eyes, and poor Tanner thought I died. Anyway, uh, he was Johnny on the spot. I'd have been decomposing by now. Anyway, uh, so you got proposed to refresh our memories.
2: Um, Right in my husband's living room uh, prior to my son and I moving in with him. Uh.
0: And he did ask your son from another dude.
2: Yep. Um, He asked him to be his best man at his wedding, at our wedding. So that was kind of a shocker to me. Um, And then when we went up to the jewelry store and I picked out the ring um, and he bought it right away immediately, he then got down in front of on one knee in front of three workers. No, I'm sorry, four workers and two customers, and then they're getting proposed to me. Hmm,
0: hmm. Um, that is very interesting. Very interesting. Thank you kindly. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, Kelly in uh, Chictawaga, 803-0930. So how did you propose or how did you get proposed to? on uh, WBEN, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to John in uh, Cheektowaga. John, you are on. Hello.
1: Yeah, hey, Tom. So uh, my proposal to my wife, was one that you're going to hate, and I uh, I talked <laughs> about this pretty good with my buddy Fever Dog. Uh, he and I were coming up and scheming with ways to do it. Wait,
0: your buddy so, Fever Fever Dog is your buddy's name?
1: Yeah, uh, the Fever Dog man. He's, I, the, he's the greatest guy in the world. I,
0: I never ever want to get into a fight with anybody named Fever Dog ever. He would tear me to shreds. But go ahead.
1: Uh, you will trust me. I you see him in action, but. Uh, We took a road trip and uh, we were in Chicago. And one of the things that we planned on doing was going to a baseball game. So I went ahead and uh, reached out to the fine people at Wrigley Field and they had a package. You could actually get your proposal up on one of the Jumbotrons. And it was, you know, not cheap. Um, Now I'm more annoyed how much I spent on it because you'll love this. So. Miserably hot, about ninety-five degrees in Chicago while we were there, and we're both just sweating at this game. Mm. Going, maybe we should leave, and she's like, "Oh, it's too hot. You know, I don't want to sit out here for any more of the game." And I go, "We got to at least stay until the fifth inning." I go because it's it's during, you know, that's you know, blah blah blah, trying to make up excuses to try and get us to say.
0: We're talking about swamp butt. How romantic.
1: Oh. And it was, it was extensive, and it was a packed game, and, you know, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. And I'm looking, and I go, oh, look at that up on the Jumbotron. You know, you're looking at, like, the little celery-type thing or the trivia crap that they put up there. And, uh, <laughs> and then it pops up. And I go, can you read that? And, and she goes, oh, and she's like, what does it say? She goes, it looks like it says my last name. <laughs> and we couldn't see it. We couldn't even see the entire board, Tom, because we were sitting underneath of the upper deck. So our vision was obscured. So we're, we're bending over, and she's trying to read it. And I go, what it says is, you know, will you marry me, Megan? And, and she goes, no, it doesn't. And I pulled the ring out, and she goes, is this really happening? And I go, it's really happening. And then a, a drunk man from about two uh, rows over comes over and goes, you better say yes, otherwise I will. Oh, um, She did say yes. And uh, we are still very happily married, but full disclosure, we had had the conversation about getting married uh, a couple months prior, so... This wasn't a complete surprise, and she had already said that we would get married, so... Well,
0: okay, okay. now that...
1: and uh, Completely on the spot.
0: You know, my friend, I I appreciate you saying full disclosure, because that's something that I like to say on the program, and I'd like to think that maybe I rubbed off on you a little bit, but not in that way. Uh, But the... um, I got to be careful with everything I say these days, you understand that. But the, the... You had discussed getting married, but... Had you discussed the proposal itself and what that was going to be like?
1: Absolutely not. And I am pretty sure because uh, we're both pretty um, reserved people in, in that type of respect. But it just it came to me. I go, you know what? It's a pretty big question. It's a pretty grand event, right? A life-changing event. Why not make a spectacle of it? And the spectacle that I was able to come up with was getting cheap seats that I didn't take a look at where they were in the first place. Oh, dude. I spent $200 for them to put that up on the Jumbotron, and we couldn't even see the damn thing.
0: Oh, man. You'd have been better off doing it at the John Waite show at the Riviera Saturday. Um,
1: Anything would have been better.
0: Uh, it, it sounds like it. So uh, just it's just some details here because we're getting into the holiday season, and a lot of people are going to be getting Engaged, a lot of people are going to be asked if uh, they would like to be forever a forever home, like a a furry little friend. Um, How long? How long had you been seeing each other before you'd had the conversation about getting married?
1: A little over two years.
0: Okay, and that, by the way, that's like the average for people is two years. But I know a very prominent local businessman. Uh, very dear friend of mine, and he has been married for about 40 years, maybe a little more than 40 years, and do you know how long he and his wife dated before he asked?
1: Oh, I'm very curious. I hope it's a short one.
0: Three months. Three months from flash to bang. Actually, it would have been less than three months because it was starting to date and then married within three months.
1: Three months is not even enough time to understand someone's bathroom habits enough to know if you can cohabitate with them for longer than an overnight visit.
0: Uh, Okay, now here is – oh, this is going to be a good debate. Are you rolling up your sleeves? Are you ready to go here? Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm just teasing, believe me. Um, Okay. Um, Do you believe that when you hit a certain age – you know what you want and you know what you don't want you know the deal breakers and you know the deal makers can you accept those precepts
1: that's a really good question so yeah i think that there is a certain age uh that you hit where you just know and uh I always still think, though, there's there's little things about people that you still don't discover until well into a relationship. So, again, using your, your words, and it did rub off on me, full disclosure, this, <laughs> is, this is my second marriage. Right. I knew full well by my first marriage that I didn't want any of that, and I wish I had known that prior to that. Uh, but I think it put me in a pretty good mindset that when I, you know, uh, was... Seeking a partner in life that I knew what I wanted. So when we met, it, it really worked out that we both just had very similar tastes. We both felt similarly about people's idiosyncrasies, that we got annoyed by the same thing that we saw in others in the public. <laughs> we didn't those own things. To each other, so it kind of worked out well.
0: Okay, I love the fact that the same, I'm sorry, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard anybody say. Um, we get annoyed by the same kinds of public behavior in other people. I love that. Ah. Uh, John in Chiktawaga, so John, if you had it to do all over again, how would you have done it differently, my friend?
1: Uh... Well, I would have looked at the seating chart at Wrigley Field and actually picked seats where she could have read the damn sign. You did say that, yeah. if if I was going to really do anything all over again, it it probably would have just been at a nice dinner out, which would have been more our speed uh, because I think both of us were forcing – the, let's, you know, we're in Chicago, let's get the Chicago dog, let's do Chicago things, let's go to a Cubbies game, you know, and, and it, it did feel a little forced just because you're trying to do the whole, you know, when in Rome, or when in Chicago, I guess. <laughs> uh,
0: ancient Rome, I'm quite sure, would have been a lot cleaner than North Clark Street in Chicago at times. Um, this is, what a, what a great story, my man. And I love hearing it. I, I want to do this topic tomorrow because I cannot believe how fast this hour has gone. It's been ridiculously fast. This whole show has been ridiculously fast. Thank you very much for the call, brother. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Tom. You have a great night.
0: Oh, uh, Absolutely shall. Absolutely shall. Mrs. Bowerly's feeling better, so uh, life should be good. Hey, everybody who is on hold, like a full board of calls, I'm sorry. I don't. I literally don't know where the time goes between traffic reports and weather and news, um, but I, I want to do this as a topic and spend more time on it because the the whole proposal thing is to me it's a very private thing. It to me it shouldn't be in public, but. That that's for me. I mean, you might have a totally different preference. It it you know you know what I'm saying, right? We all have different ways we like to do things. And to me, the whole marriage thing is kind of a a private thing when you are in the in the process of uh, of getting married.